Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Eagles Just Beat Dallas rendition of the BGN Instant Reaction Show. I'm Jess Taylor. I'm here this week with Mr. Crockpot. Dives is here with us again this week, as well as Shane Half, as always, and Rachelle's behind the glass for us. As you can hear from my voice and see by the movement of my screen, I am on my way home from the game. It was a... Phenomenal decision to go. I'm so glad I'm not regretting it because, but I, I will say, I just had to have the guys explain to me what happened in the final minute and a half because after the Eagles got that last fourth down stop under two minutes, my husband and I, since we have a far drive, we decided to make a run for the car, try to get out and beat some of the traffic. And then all of a sudden there was pure chaos and panic happening in the parking lot only for us to pull up, you know, our ESPN app and see that the Cowboys were on the 20 yard line and inside the 20 about to try to score again yeah i don't <laughs> what the hell <laughs> this this was shaping up to be an all-time uh all-timer on the post-game show for me yelling at things and i've managed to calm myself since oh. they won um I, I i really have no words for how egregious the end of the game was for the eagles like they the offense played such a great game for 55 minutes the defense stunk all night but then you get to the last five minutes and it's just like, it's like, it's the picture of like the horse that's like drawn really nice. And then it just turns into a stick horse by the end. That was the Eagles tonight. I was so excited for this one heading into Eagles versus Dallas. And this game did not disappoint. Uh, like Shane said, we have major issues on this defense that we're going to have to unpack uh, in this post game show. But Brandon Graham, 35 years young, comes up big when it matters. A sack and a half, Jalen Carter. Huge. Uh, and Josh Sweat, with the sack of his Eagles career, puts this one away. Uh, this was one of the most unbelievable Eagles versus Cowboys games I've seen in a long time. The rivalry is back. The Eagles are in the driver's seat, heading forward, uh, ahead of the NFC East, a playoff by. Uh, in that you know first week uh, they're looking good uh, it wasn't pretty there's a lot to unpack here but they at least now we can go into the bye happy there's some things that need to be addressed as we go into the bye and I think we can obviously start with with the defense and the injuries I think are obviously the two biggest ones that that stand out to, to everyone. So, I mean, to, to, I mean, talking about the injuries to start, obviously you lose Dallas Goddard tonight, something with a forearm. Um, that was a, you know, a tackle to the ground. That was something out of the WWE. I'm not sure if anyone let the Cowboys know WrestleMania is not until April. Um, but you know, you see forearm, you're wondering, did that, is that snapped in half? Um, you're, that doesn't sound good. 
Um, obviously, like there were a couple guys that went down at different points. When Fletcher Cox went down, that was really scary to see as, you know, the way he's, he's you know, flagging people onto the field. Hassan Reddick goes down and all these guys come back. But at the end there, you know, James Bradbury goes down, Darius Slay goes down at one point. So, you know, and obviously the issue, Jalen Hurts' knee and and things like that. And I didn't even see that N'Kobe Dean was ruled out with a foot injury. That's news to me. Um, but, you know, so all these guys that got hurt, obviously there's Jalen's knee injury that's you know, sort of lingering over everyone's head as well. You know, that those are the things I think that are most concerning, in addition to the fact that the defense is so inconsistent week in and week out. The Eagles secondary is atrocious, right? I feel confident Bad. saying that at this point. Um, the Dolphins game gave me a little bit of pause. I think what we've seen earlier in the day with the Chiefs and honestly, every time Miami plays a good team, Tua sort of falls apart. And so I, I feel really confident now having seen Miami play earlier this morning, watching the Eagles again, saying that the Eagles secondary just stinks. Uh, James Bradbury is having James Bradbury is having the kind of year Bad that he year. had that led the Giants to cut him instead of paying out the rest of his contract. Uh, Darius Slay has been yes. up and down. Uh, he got he got burned by CeeDee Lamb once. That's going to happen. Um, I didn't think he was as bad as Bradbury. Kevin Byard looked totally lost. Like, he's supposed to be able to erase tight ends. Who had heard of Jake Ferguson before tonight? I mean, I know Dibes and I had because we're draft guys, but most of y'all hadn't heard of Jake Ferguson before tonight, and they made him look like an all-star. Like, the Eagles have major problems in their secondary, and the pass rush has to cover that up. And too much early in this game, Hassan Reddick was winning and nobody else was. And so there was so much room for Dak to move. Like at one point, the Eagles gave up a third and 14. They gave up a third and 15. I said, the Eagles are literally just going to have to get back to back sacks to get off the field. And they did that on that second to last drive. And honestly, that or drops, that's the only way the Eagles defense got stops tonight. Yeah, the, the blueprint. The blueprint is out to beat the Eagles. And it's not like the yes. Cowboys came in with anything surprising. Like the Eagles knew exactly what was going to go down. Jake Ferguson, CD Lamb in the slot. And sure enough, they had 282 yards, 18 receptions, and a touchdown in this one. And, you know, the, the Eagles' secondary just got eaten alive. I don't know what Sean Desai needs to do to adjust here, but this is the Achilles heel of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I, I don't know, like you, like Lamb already came into this averaging 66.9% of his snaps coming from the slot. Like he killed, he ate the Eagles secondary again and again. And like Shane said, like the story of the first half was the Cowboys just eating the Eagles on big downs, third and longs again and again and again on fourth downs again and again and again. Uh, I Somehow they barely held on, you know, that, that Gannon – uh, ben, don't break defense is back in Philadelphia. I guess I don't like it. Uh, it is what it Stop is, it. but they they did get the W. You know, the, the defensive line did get, you know, did win, did get home at the end of the day. Uh, but it's scary. You know, it's scary in a playoff game. I know we're weeks away from that, but big picture wise, Sean Desai has a lot of cleaning up to do. There are major holes on this defense. And if he doesn't clean them up, especially with safety, especially with linebackers and coverage. Um, you know, it, there's there's issues here. And I got to give a huge shout out to Zach Cunningham, who arguably had his best game as a Philadelphia Eagle. The dude was everywhere. When someone had to step up in the second half, I thought Zach Cunningham in coverage, 
uh, you know, that that one big stop against Dak Prescott in the red zone. Zach Cunningham was everywhere. I got to give that man a shout out uh, for really stepping up when Bradbury, Slay, they all were garbage. Uh-oh, I think just froze. Uh, I was trying I was trying to look up. Uh, I'm fairly certain. Uh, I- I'll get this stat in just a second, but CeeDee Lamb ended with, uh, what was it, 11 catches for 191 yards. Uh, his previous career high was 158 yards in a game. Uh, Jake Ferguson ended this game with uh, seven receptions for 91 yards. His previous uh, high for a game was in both receptions. His his highest before was seven receptions, so he tied that. His highest yardage total was 77. So CeeDee Lamb and Jake Ferguson both set career best games in receptions. The Eagles secondary is not getting any healthier. You had both starting safeties. You had both starting outside corners. I mean, I guess Bradley Roby, a street free agent that you signed like four weeks ago, who's played eight snaps and got hurt and hasn't played since. Technically, he could get healthy. Helps not walking through that door. And this secondary is atrocious. And Eli Ricks, you know, I I, I respect Eli Ricks for uh, trying to learn on the fly. But man, he had two brutal penalties. Brutal penalties in the second half. Yeah, there was an illegal contact and there was a defensive holding, both on the same drive, uh, which was absolutely a killer, considering right before that, the Eagles get the ball back. You're expecting a long drive and you expect the Eagles to ice it, put the game away. They go three and out. They give the ball back to Dallas. And those those penalties were just brutal for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'm looking at what happened there. But. Uh, luckily, Dak Prescott stepped out of bounds on that two-point conversion after the touchdown. That that was a huge swing in this game. Yeah, I mean, the, gonna Dak. so anything about Dak? Dak is going to Dak. Week with in, ten week minutes out. left, <clears throat> the Eagles get a stop on the goal line, fourth and goal, and so with a two-score lead with ten minutes left, the Eagles get the ball. The Eagles offense went three and out three possessions in a row from that point. Now, that last one, I, you don't fault them so much. You're on like the inches line. So you brotherly shove to get out of the end zone. You run the ball. That's fine. You're just trying to buy room to punt. But that second and that third possession, that's egregious. Like you get you get to a third and three. And you throw your play call is a go ball to AJ Brown. Now I love go balls to AJ Brown as much as anybody. It can't work if you throw the ball out of bounds, but beyond that, just run the ball again, run your little slant flat combo, something like third and three is essentially second and two, just get to a fourth and one and QB sneak it. You throw it up. You don't give yourself that chance. And then that final drive brutal is just egregious. Your defense gets a turnover on downs again. Still not feeling great about the defense, but you come out and you run the ball three straight times. Like the goal was not to pick up. Think about this. The goal was not to pick up a first down and win the game. It was to run out the clock and ask your defense that's been atrocious all day. Your defense that was giving up 0.3 EPA per drop back to Dak Prescott. Your defense that was getting shredded to ask them to go get one more stop. And they're really fortunate that Dallas gets a false start, gives yeah. up a sack, because yeah. the only way the defense was getting a stop tonight was off of sacks. 
really fortunate that one of the five was on that last drive. I, this, I think this game was really won in that third quarter uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Shane, we got a Rashad Penny signing. I, I was screaming at the TV when he started the second half uh, with a touch. Uh, that was awesome. But you look at that third quarter, man. Uh, you had the touchdown pass to Devontae. Uh, you know, you had beautiful ball. Yeah, that was yeah, that was amazing. Beautiful. Like they put up two touchdowns uh on uh, a six play, sixty yard drive for you know, three plus minutes. Uh, and then uh, another one. Um, in total, the Eagles two drives in the third quarter were 17 plays, 147 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts had 84 passing yards. Which was truly incredible because I remember doing our halftime show, Shane. Like we were skeptical if Jalen Hurts was coming back in the second half. Like he looked hobbled, he looked hurt. And I remember, like after the halftime show, like he came running out of that locker room ready to go, and he was just, uh, you know, just again, just got to give so much credit to Jalen Hurts, the resiliency. Uh, when, when the chips are down, man, Jalen Hurts is pound for pound uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the game and he delivered uh big time in that third quarter i thought jalen hurts had a very good game i thought the eagles offensive line uh really struggled in in uh, for a good chunk of this one which was kind of shocking considering the eagles have had parsons number uh pretty much the since he began his nfl career i think he's only got one sack in week three in the in the 2021 series lane johnson has owned him uh, over and over and over again. And what did we see, man? This offensive line gave up a lot of pressure, especially in that first half. Um, Jordan Mayalata, um, you know, Tyler Steen had some bad moments. Lane Johnson had some bad moments. Um, they weren't getting pushed. And I thought uh, Jalen Hurts was under a lot of pressure. Uh, and then kudos to Jalen for stepping up, delivering a beautiful, a dime to Devontae Smith in the end zone. Uh, that really gave the Eagles momentum in this one. Yeah, and with all of that, I mean, and this is where I get so so we come out and you said you were screaming when you saw Penny in the game. I was really scared because they went <laughs> under center, which they don't do. They brought Rashad Penny in. I was like, he's held Jalen Hurts is held together by duct tape right now, and we're about to run the I formation the whole second half and see if we can hang on. So I was glad to see him scramble like three plays later, but I was nervous. That was my first thought, but you can't talk enough once again about how good Jalen hurts played in this one. I mean, there's 17 to 23, 207 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he had 10 carries for 36 yards and a touchdown. So all together has three touchdowns. He has 0.45 EPA per play, which is just phenomenal. Uh, 14.8 completion percentage over expectation. He is on a heater, man. We talked about the way he played last week when he had like the best EPA per play of his career. He played every bit as good this game and he did it again without his mobility facing the best pass rush. Okay. Well, one of the best pass rushes, it's the best pass rush they will face this year uh, facing a great pass rush with a backup offensive lineman and Tyler Steen, who you said had some struggles. I think I could pick out, I think it would be easier to enumerate the plays where he did well. I thought he was really bad all game. Recovers the fumble at the end. All's forgiven. Yeah, we, yeah we've got to throw that out. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Maialata, I thought really struggled. By the way, I'm everywhere. I'm still processing this game. Can we talk about how asinine it is on third and seven 
to run a play that asks AJ Brown to inside or split zone block as a tight end, something he's never done in his life before because your tight end is hurt. Like I get you ran that as like a, you ran it for a touchdown. He wasn't actually blocking then. He was releasing across the formation into the flat. They legitimately asked a receiver to play tight end on third down, and it caused a fumble. I thought that was just horrific. Yeah, I'm looking at some more numbers. The Eagles uh, whiffed on their last three third down attempts, third down uh, uh, conversions. I'm looking at the Eagles on first down. Um, after the touchdown pass to Devontae Smith, the Eagles offense on first down had two yards, two yards, five yards, incomplete pass, two yards, a touch push, and then a swift run. Like they did nothing on first down. Um, that's that's really the, the, the summary of this game. It was so up and down. Uh, luckily, it was Jalen Hurts just putting this team on his back in big moments. Um, and for better or worse, they, they did get the W. Um, I, I don't like the play calling, Shane. I, I don't. There was – I did like some of the quick routes to, like, Dallas Goddard on the outside. Some of those were nice. Unfortunately, he did get hurt on, on those uh, – on that one um, where I think he fell on his wrist. Um, but, that, like, the, the play calling leaves a lot to be desired, as we've been talking about every single time. Like, it's, it's a pattern. We're heading into the bye week. Like, how do the Eagles adjust? You know, the Eagles offensively are putting up numbers that are still very good. And, you know, we do got to give credit to the Eagles because in the red zone, they were three of three tonight. Uh, and that was a huge area of uh, concern heading into this one. They were, I think, 18th in red zone scoring. Um, so there is progress being made. They're just not winning in the trenches as much as I expect. And, you know, you look at the Washington game, you look at the Dallas game, you know, I thought for sure the Eagles had clear advantages. Yes, the Eagles did get to Hurts, what, like five times in this one, I'm going to guess. Uh, yeah, five times. Um, but, you know, there were plenty of times in this game when Dak had so much time uh, to make a decision with the football I don't know, man. Um, and that's like the question I asked last week. Like, how good are these Eagles? They're eight and one heading into the bye week. Are they the clear number one team in the NFL uh, because of some of their weaknesses that are so vast that I am, I am concerned. I am concerned. So, you know, you look at the offensive coordinator, you look at the pass defense, you know, there's some concerns, man, that, that you know, they have some ugly wins against bad teams. Um, this, you know, then they have good wins against like the dolphins. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's, that's a lot. So, um, I, I was generally fine with the play calling until the last two drives. I thought the Eagles offense was cooking, uh, would have maybe liked to have seen a little bit more underneath stuff when the pat or when the offensive line was struggling early, but overall, I thought that was fine. Um, until the end, obviously the wheels came off and I'm not a, I'm not a fire people guy. Um, if Brian Johnson ever manages the end of a game like that, again, I don't care if the Eagles put up 50 points a game for the next six weeks. And then he manages an end of game like this again, he should be fired immediately. Like that was egregious the way that they handled that. We've been saying that, like we've been calling this out. Like they had, 
who was it? Swift had the fumble <laughs> and luckily they recovered it. But like the play calling in the red zone now is the play calling in big moments. Like at what point is enough is enough? Yeah. Swift put the ball on the turf twice tonight too, by the way. So uh, the Eagles, fortunately they don't turn the ball over, but they put the ball on the turf three times and didn't end up turning it over. No interceptions. So clean game there. I mean, you asked about, are the Eagles clearly the best team in the NFL? My answer to that is no, but I think they're clearly the best team in the NFC. Uh, I think the Ravens are so good. Uh, I think that the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs. But when you look across the landscape of the NFC, you have, uh, you know, the 49ers are on a three-game losing streak, right? You've got a, you're going to play them later, but you've got a two-game lead over or two-and-a-half-game technically lead over them. Uh, the Lions are six and two. I don't really think the Lions are for real. You've got a two-game lead over the Cowboys, and you have the uh, you have the tiebreaker for now. So, at the end of the day, you, you feel good about the fact that you you are where you are now. You're seven and one, seven and one, right? Is it eight and one? I get it all confused. Now. Seven and one, eight and one. Can't think. You're eight and one. You're headed into the bye. Right. And of course, you've got the schedule coming up, but you look at the Lions. I mean, the Lions, they're probably the next contender. They just got pantsed by Baltimore a couple of weeks ago, 38 to six. They lost to Seattle in overtime earlier in the year. So I feel good about where the Eagles are at. You look at this murderer's row that's coming up. You get the bye. You go at Kansas City versus Buffalo versus San Francisco at Dallas at Seattle. Those five games, even if you go two and three in that five game stretch, you end with giants, Cardinals, giants, giants, by the way, lose Daniel Jones, probably for the year to an ACL injury today. Even if you go two and three in those five weeks, that's what 13 and four for the season. That's phenomenal. So we're going to find out a lot about the Eagles off of the bye. Hopefully they're able to get healthy. Hopefully they're able to figure out some of this stuff on the back end of the defense. Cause that's my concern. I think the offense has been really good uh, the last month of the season. I think the deep, the pass rush has been generally really good. It's the secondary that yeah. is the major concern for me. And it's going to remain the concern until I see them play well against a good team. Can I give a Eagles slash Cowboys player of the game in this one? Go for it. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking at Terrence Steele, uh, the right tackle for Dallas. I don't know about you, Shane. Like, we're, obviously, we're going to watch the All-22. But, like, it feels like so much pressure for the Eagles came on that side, whether it was Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham. Uh, they, they all kind of seem to come on that left side. Uh, Terrence Steele in this one, uh, you look back at that, Niners game where he gave up eight pressures uh, earlier this season and really Dak struggled in that one. Uh, I can't wait to see the numbers in this one uh, tonight or tomorrow because I feel like the Eagles really found a mismatch there on that side of the Cowboys offensive line. Um, man, it, it's, it, it feel, it, this is kind of a feel-good win too to see Brandon Graham uh, you know, have his moment. Uh, you know, Arguably, you know, one of the better – best edge rushers in Eagles history, man. It, as someone that will be so sad when Brandon Graham decides to hang him up, uh, this was a huge moment for him. Like we talked earlier on different shows, like 
how like this was like Hassan Reddick's like opportunity to really cement himself as one of the best Eagles edge rushers ever uh, in a big game against Dallas. <laughs> it was nice to see Brandon Graham have a couple big moments. So back that moment where they had back to back sacks. Um, we were screaming. We were having a ball. Uh, I'm just happy. I'm just so happy for Brandon Graham. Yeah, were there mistakes? Absolutely. Ten penalties, Shane. This team had ten penalties. They they put the ball on on the turf twice. You said, luckily they didn't give the ball away. Uh, and ultimately that was the difference. The the fourth down stop was so big, so big. Remember that one? Like at the end of the day, the Eagles converted in the red zone. The Dallas Cowboys were three of five in the red zone. That was probably the difference. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for all the talk, like the Eagles are going to have to figure out something with their running game. It's been really bad over the last several weeks. Uh, Johnny and I spoke on our midweek show, talked about how difficult it is to run out a shotgun when you don't have your quarterback mobility is a big threat. Like, the only two teams in the NFL that really are able to run well out of the shotgun are the Eagles and the Ravens, who both have electric quarterbacks. Without Hertz's ability to do that, it's going to be tough sledding to run out of shotgun. Uh, but then the passing game is working so good. Do you really want to start going under center? I think they need to flush that out a little bit over the bye week, add in some a little bit of under center stuff. But in this game, the Eagles had 21 rush attempts on first or second down. Uh, with a 33% success rate. They only moved the chains 10% of the time when they called a run play on first or second down. So I, I don't want to hear run the ball anymore this week. I've been saying that for weeks. It's not working. Jalen Hurts is working. Jalen Hurts is carrying the offense. A.J. Brown's carrying the offense. Yeah. The run game Ooh. has done nothing for the last month of the season. And hopefully you get that. You need that added back in. You need Cam Jurgens back. You need uh, Jalen Hurts healthy because you want to be more balanced down the stretch. But Jalen Hurts is showing you that he is good enough with no running game, with no mobility, to put up electric numbers and carry this offense. And you love to see that. Yeah, you look at this <clears throat> Eagles rushing attack has really struggled the last four weeks. Yeah, they did have 109 yards, but just 3.3 yards per carry. Um, really since the New York Jets game, um, they, they have really struggled moving the ball on the ground. 3.6 yards against the Jets, uh, 2.9 yards per carry against the Dolphins, 2.7 yards per carry against Washington, and now 3.3 against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that, that's you nailed it, Shane. Like not having a full, fully healthy Jalen Hurts um, – that shows you how critical, how vital this dude is to the Eagles' uh, zone rushing attack. And it's changed everything, uh, uh, you know, regarding the makeup of this team. And I think, like, Eagles fans don't want to admit it, but it's the truth. The Eagles are a passing offense. Um, so, you know, everyone always says, like, run the GD ball, but they want to pass the ball. They have arguably one of the best wide receivers in memory. Uh, in A.J. Brown right now. And, you know, you look at Jalen Hurts and his growth and improvements inside the pocket. It's real. You know, Jalen Hurts the last few weeks has been putting on a clinic uh, with, with some of the best balls he's thrown in his career. Um, I don't really care about running the ball or passing the ball. If it's a check down, if it's a quick screen, it's all the same, right? So um, 
at the end of the day, we'll see. We'll see what adjustments Nick Sirianni makes with Brian Johnson as the play caller because something has to change, um, especially when they get down, you know, into the goal line, into the red zone. Some of these situational uh, play calls for the Philadelphia Eagles through nine games leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, but the the red zone's gotten so much better. Like coming into this game over the last three weeks, the Eagles had scored a touchdown on 64% of the red zone trips, which would rank seventh in the NFL on the season as a whole. They were three of three tonight. Like I think the red zone's working itself out, um, but it's still some of those situational things like we talked about there at the end of the it's game. The, like the jet sweep. That was probably the best Eagles play we have seen in weeks. Weeks. That was amazing. I, yeah, I, I just want to see some more creativity. I want to see some more, uh, you know, interesting concepts within this offense. I want to see more motion with this offense. You've got Devontae, man. Like, get that guy going and get that guy in space. They don't really do that. Uh, so um, it was nice to see Goddard until he got injured. Like, that one play he had running down the sideline, that was a great play call. Uh, unfortunately, he got hurt. We just need to see more of it. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully Goddard's okay. Um, as soon as he fell, as soon as the guy fell on his arm, I thought like that's probably broken. And then they saw they showed like when they came back from commercial, they showed like the trainers like massaging his forearm. And I was like, well, it's probably not broken, or they wouldn't be poking on it like that. Yeah. And then the Eagles tweeted out that he's questionable to return with a forearm injury, and I was like, okay, he's probably not coming back, but questionable means. I mean, they wouldn't say questionable if it was broken. And like right after I said that, the Eagles were like, he's been downgraded to out. And yeah. I was like, okay, now I don't feel so good. So hopefully, hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully Cam Jurgens comes back uh, after the bye healthy. Jalen Hurts' knee gets healthy and all of those things. But uh, you guys here in the comments, keep the comments rolling along. Love to interact with you guys that way. As we bring Rachel in uh, to find out what's going on on Twitter, I do just have to point out my favorite play of the game was uh, when Zach Cunningham and Ooh. Darius Slay teamed up to use Dak Prescott as a helicopter. Oh. Uh, that was one of my favorite moments of the game. So, yes, yeah, Zach Cunningham was everywhere <clears throat> in this first half, man. Uh, him and coverage. Um, when, when they, uh, with, there was a play with him and uh, Kevin uh, Bayard where they, it was a quick screen and him and Kevin Bayard just crushed that. I don't, I don't remember who it was. It was a receiver, I believe. Uh, but it was amazing. Also, speaking on Kevin Byard, uh, it is so funny to me. He got the penalty on that one play, but the fact that he really has something against the Cowboys, because we saw the clip when he when they signed him of him stomping on the star. So it's like he really does have something against the Cowboys. And in an interview earlier this week, he was talking about how he wasn't going to get a penalty for Nick Sirianni, and he got a penalty. So that was kind of funny to see. Um, but I did have a couple of takeaways from this game before I get into the three-word reactions. Uh, one of them, happy birthday, Jason Kelsey. It was his birthday today, and the clip that was all over social media of him, like, screaming in the defender's face was hilarious. So happy birthday to Jason Kelsey. Love that he got a win on his birthday. Also, you guys touched on A.J. Brown continuing to dominate. For, well, he's the fastest Eagles player to reach 1,000 yards in a season. Shout out to him. Also, also Devontae Smith getting involved, 200 um, career receptions tonight. So it was a really fun game uh, until the end. The end was crazy. But I expected it to be 
sometimes the more hectic games, even though they're stressful, it's like fun when, you know, you pull them out. So, uh, yeah, let's get into what we saw on uh, social media today. Of course, you guys already know who's getting fired. No surprise. <laughs> it never fails. Brian Johnson, he's the one that's getting fired. We all know that one. Um, but some of the other three word reactions that I saw, a lot of people, a lot of people are stressed. A lot of people talking about their heart just imploding. Um, fire the secondary. You guys already touched on that. The best worst win was one of them that I also saw. Um, my beating heart. Division games are tough, which they are. We saw that against the commanders. So I didn't think going into this game it was going to be a blowout because it just doesn't work like that. Um, I'm still shaking. That was close. Uh, thrilled. I'm still nauseous. So, yeah, the comments are coming in. You guys definitely are showing up and showing out on social media and in the comments. So we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm glad it's the bye week. Cause I don't think I could handle another game in the next seven days. I'm going to need, I'm going to need some time to catch my breath here. Uh, a little bit of rest and relaxation, try to bring my blood pressure, my heart rate down a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Um, if Jess was still here, I would bring up special teams, but since just her connection dropped, I can save special teams talk. Maybe I'll have to make a guest appearance on her podcast to talk about special teams now, but, um, Speaking of, by the way, what in the world was going on with that first extra point attempt? Like the Eagles just kept moving the ball back. I I, I used to make the joke years ago, Dibes, that Jake Elliott was better from over 50 yards than he was from right. under 30. Maybe maybe that joke's just hitting like a year too late, but uh man, I don't know. So the Eagles are eight and one heading into their bye. Obviously, we talked about the schedule coming up, but uh What's your what what are your thoughts heading into the bye week? Where are you at? Big picture. How do you feel about this team through the first nine weeks of the season? It's interesting because they, they're not even close. Shane, not even close to playing their best ball. And you know, the, the talent is real. It's all there. The puzzle pieces are on the board. They've just yet to put it together on both sides of the football. Uh we have Jalen Hurts. Uh, who is making progress every single week. He's getting, it seems like he's getting better and better. Like you said, the red zone offense is getting better. There are holes on this defense, uh, big holes. Um, it, it, I feel like we talk about the same things week in, week out. Can they slow down the slot? Can they stop bunch formations? Although I don't think we saw a lot of that today. Um, and, you know, we, we, we see it again and again. You know, the Eagles truly still struggle to stop teams on these like third and longs. Like we saw more of it tonight. We saw some of it against Washington. Overall, I give it like a B, B plus. And the fact that they're eight and one and you give them B plus doesn't make sense. Um, it, in the end, the D line is still elite. Uh, I, I still think the Eagles offensive line will be fine. Cam Jurgens will be back. We'll be fine there. Um, so I'm very confident in the Eagles uh, this season making a run for the Super Bowl. Um, I'm just very glad we're heading into the bye week, especially with Jalen Hurts and that knee. That that when he got rolled up by Demarcus Lawrence, that looked bad. That looked bad. You know, I, I'm shocked, and I I don't know about you, Shade, but the dude looked more explosive in the second half than he did in the first half 
which is freaking insane considering like how much this guy is getting banged up. So again, at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts uh, is, is really taking this team uh, and putting it on his shoulders, especially these last two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. It's That's paramount. He's got to get healthy. He's got to be able to stay on the field because when he's on the field, the Eagles have a shot in every game. Uh, and like we said, they've built some cushion. We said, we saw when the schedule came out, this stretch after the bye and said the Eagles needed to stack wins early in the season. They have done that. It hasn't always been pretty. There's lots of things that they can clean up, but you know, there's a lot of teams that also have things they need to clean up and they're sitting there with two or three or four losses. And so uh, I feel really good about that. Uh, comment here hurts got that dog in him absolutely dude when he was like hobbling off the freaking football field and then he came in the next play came in the next play and you heard the crowd react that was awesome what a great moment jalen hurts yeah the turnovers are there but he is stringing together some unbelievable football these last few weeks and he deserves every bit of the mvp talk he will be getting over the next two weeks yeah Absolutely. So I appreciate all of you guys for joining in for this post-game show. The post-game show is always sweeter after a victory over Dallas, especially a victory that gives the Eagles what is functionally a three-game lead in the NFC East, up two games in the loss column with the tiebreaker. The Eagles head into their bye where hopefully they will get healthy. Hopefully they'll put all the pieces together and we can get this MVP offense combined with the MVP defense against the Dolphins, all on the field in the same game for the Chiefs on Monday Night Football following the bye. I can't wait to watch that game, see how the Eagles stack up against some of these great teams down the stretch. Thank you guys for joining in, uh, uh, joining us on the BGN Instant Reaction Show. Uh, click that subscribe button on the BGN feed. Check out the YouTube. We're going to have a lot of shows coming your way this week, maybe a little slower week with the bye week. I know Johnny and I will be here with our midweek show. BGN Radio, all the shows will be there on the feed. Make sure you're following Dives on Twitter, at Mr. Crockpot. He's going to put out a ton of stuff this week. Give me a follow, at Shane Half NFL. Rachel, at, forgive me, I don't remember her Twitter handle, but if you're not following Rachel, what in the world are you doing? Uh, make sure you're giving her a follow. We will catch you guys in two weeks on Monday Night Football when the Eagles go to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. You guys enjoy the bye week. Enjoy having the one seed for now in the NFC. Enjoy having a quarterback in the MVP race. Enjoy a week after the Dallas victory. There's a lot of things to enjoy this week. <laughs> I'm just rambling now, so we're going to sign off with my favorite ending to a podcast ever, and that's the simple but always relevant. Go Birds. <laughs>